0: I'm here with Jess, who is a non-monogamy relationship coach, a licensed therapist. Through her coaching services, she shares her knowledge and personal stories through the lens of a trained clinician in hopes that others can reach relationship success and step into their authenticity. Jess, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much. I'm really, I'm happy to be
1: here. I appreciate it
0: yes you're welcome I'm so excited to talk to you now before we get into you know why you're here uh, where are you from hey. so
1: where am I from you know I'm like at that point in my life where people ask that and you're like I don't know do you mean where I grew up do you mean so um I'm from originally I'm from the Poconos in northeastern Pennsylvania um you know place that lots of people honeymoon um were used Ooh. to um and yeah, it's beautiful there. Uh and there's not a lot to do. So I knew I didn't want to stay there uh long term. Uh so I went to college around the Philadelphia area and now I live in Wilmington, Delaware, which uh, you know, I don't think anyone like wakes up in the morning or is like, I wanna grow up and live in Delaware. Like <laughs> Like, you know, it's a tiny state, but you know, uh, we don't have any sales tax here. So oh, that's kind
0: of cool, right? Wow. Like if
1: something's $299, it's actually $299. So mm, that's yeah, awesome. the little things, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yes. So so I'm from Maryland. Um I've I've never been to the Poconos, but i heard of, about it. But is is that the place where um I've seen pictures of people like in a some type of champagne glass? The
1: champagne bubbles? The- yes. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> that's it yeah that's um it's either uh caesar's palace is one chain of those and then there's one called cove haven um but yeah and people ask me that all the time they're like is that the place where basically all there is is skiing or taking a bath and a bubble (laughs) bath and like a champagne cup with like stairs i'm like yep that's that is exactly it
0: yes that's the first thing I thought when you said that I'm like I've seen it like yes I know that place okay cool all right I'm gonna have to go there one day I want to try that it looks I mean it is beautiful there and there (laughs) are like cool
1: things like that kind of thing where you're just like chilling um -hmm. I think it was just like growing up there I went to like the same movie theater and the same mall like all and that was pretty much it so but to visit it's beautiful absolutely yeah
0: I love it. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's get into the amazing work that you're doing. Uh, But, but before we get into really dive deep into it, I want to know like what led you on a journey of becoming a non-monogamy relationship coach? Yeah. uh,
1: Well, that's a big question, right? Uh, Journey is the best way to describe it. Um, So what led me there? Well, Uh, you know, I went to school, got my master's degree in social work and worked in um, medical social work for a long time. And then eventually private practice as a therapist and then opened my own practice. So I could like do things my own way. Um, It was really important to me to be, um, you know, inclusive of all people, regardless, um, you know, of, of what identities they may have. And so I really like wanted to go out on my own to start a, a private practice for, you know, therapy in that manner. And then, you know, I think once you kind of get out on your own, it's like, well, what else can I do? Um, and you know, I, this all, this whole coaching thing has absolutely been born out of, you know, my own personal experience. Um, my husband and I, uh, we've been married. You'd think I'd remember, I've said this on so many podcasts, we've been (laughs) married, uh, it'll be six years in the fall and, uh, together nine in the fall Mm -hmm. and about two and a half years ago, um, I through very long story and many interesting twists and turns, um, kind of started learning about non-monogamy and, uh, was kind of like, shoot, I think, this might be me. Like, I think this might not just be like an intellectual curiosity.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And so, yeah, so we opened our marriage then that was like, like I said, two, two and a half years ago. Um, And, you know, we've been on that journey together. He and I uh, this whole time. And so once I like got out on my own as a therapist and was doing my own thing, you know, making my own rules, making sure that like I was being inclusive and providing like services to people who need them. Uh, you know, it just occurred to me as I navigated my own journey that like, there really are not a lot of resources for, um, folks either already in non-monogamous relationships or navigating, like starting out as a newbie. Uh, there's really not a lot out there therapy, therapist wise, or coaching, or even just a lot of information. I mean, there is a lot out there. Don't get me wrong. There's tons of amazing podcasts and books and all of that stuff. And there are some amazing um, therapists or groups, but you know, nothing compared to like the quote unquote norm uh, mm-hmm. of, you know, like relationship uh, therapists or coaches for monogamous relationships. So yeah, I kind of just was like, hmm, you know, I went on, on my own to do this my way. And like, how can I like what can I do to reach you know this group of people that I'm now a part of uh, and you know really need support and maybe doesn't have access in the way that they might need?
0: Mhm now, how did you now for someone that may be thinking about this just like how you were, you were thinking about it, like how do you how does one go about initiating initiating it, like approaching it? like how did you what were was it one or the other? was it just both of you coming together to decide?
1: Yeah, so uh we never talked about um having an any kind of open relationship necessarily while we were dating or before we got married. We did talk about very generically like monogamy as a concept and like more so in like the animal world like there are very few um you know species in the animal kingdom that are monogamous and so like mm-hmm. what did we think about that and isn't that interesting and that kind of thing. But it really was me uh, which sometimes a lot of people assume that it's, if, it, if we're talking about like a, a hetero relationship, a lot of people assume it's the guy who initiates this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was me and yeah, I just, uh, kind of, you know, after like seeing all of this content, reading, listening to stuff, I just kind of came to my husband and was like, Hey, so this is going to come probably out of nowhere, but I don't know how else to really like say this Mm -hmm. um so like here's what I've been looking at here's some stuff I've read like what do you think about this and of course he was caught off guard to some extent I wouldn't say like he was shocked uh you know he knows me so (laughs) I don't think Mm -hmm. he would be shocked but he was surprised and we just sort of like took a beat like gave him time to you know think and and read and, and stuff and then we actually, my uh, cousin was getting married and we had a really long car drive to North Carolina. And that's when we, um, kind of like he was driving and I I, like pull out a notebook and we kind of talk through, like, if we did this, like, what would your concerns be? What would your fears be? Like, what kinds of things do you think you would, and wouldn't be okay with? Um, you know, let's write down like, you have a page, um, I like to look at it from time to time because it's it's adapted so much in, in this time. But, you know, we put, wrote down, like, we are, it is our desire to enlist a bunch of things. And, like, it is not our desire to bunch of things to include, replace each other, right? Like, that's not what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did very much become quickly like an us thing. Uh, but it was me who, like, initiated the whole idea
0: okay okay that's interesting because you do I think some people do think that though Oh, think that it's always the man yeah so that's that's interesting twist yeah. on it okay i definitely think that like um well you know I think that's like part of
1: one of the misconceptions in general about non-monogamy is that like mm-hmm. it's all about sex and so people assume like oh of course the guy's gonna initiate because then he can just like have as many women as he wants or whatever um <laughs> which is like so like uncharacteristic of my community but um but yeah so I think people think that but it was it was most definitely me he was most definitely surprised
0: well at least you guys talked about it and you you laid out plans and what you guys like and don't like so at least because that's communication is key in whatever type of relationship that you have so I I love that about it um that you guys are communicating with each other so you know what it is so I saw some interesting things on your, uh, your Instagram page, some perspectives oh that I definitely God. want to talk about that. Yeah. First of all, I love your page. <laughs> I love it. You, <laughs> I try, you know,
1: uh, social media is a hard place. Um, people are not always kind, <laughs> uh, sure. but it's okay. You know, you develop thick skin, but thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Yes, because I love, because first of all, I love learning new stuff. I love researching. I love reading. I love, I love my thoughts to be provoked. Okay. So yeah. I love that. So I, I, there's something interesting Um, because I was thinking about this myself. So what is your perspective on jealousy and that being the reason why someone would say why they wouldn't want to have an open relationship?
1: Yeah. Lots of people say that. Uh, I totally get it. Um, You know, there's. People who are now have I ever met people or worked with people who don't really experience a lot of jealousy? Yes, yeah. I have, and they also didn't really experience a lot of jealousy when they were monogamous either. So I, I think that that's like a a personal like human characteristic. But mm-hmm. for the most part, um, you know, but that's like I always say I'm gonna create <laughs> I'm gonna like create a bingo card of like uh common responses when people tell when I tell people that I'm polyamorous or non monogamous. And the first one is always, don't you get jealous? Uh, as if like we don't or something like as if I'm immune to that somehow. Right. Uh, so my like opinion on that is first of all, if we think about like that statement, right? Like I could never do that because I would, I am too jealous of a person. My first question is like, okay, are you okay with that? Or would you like to work on that? Like is it to the extent that you're like, wow, this is, this really commands a lot of my thinking. And I really like to not feel like this all the time. It doesn't feel so good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, So then we can work on that. Right. It's not human characteristics are not stagnant. Um, And then secondly, like there's absolutely jealousy and non-monogamy just because it was my idea to open our relationship, for example, does not mean that my partner goes on a date. And I don't sometimes like sit there and be like, oh my God, like this woman he's out with is so pretty. He showed me her picture and she likes to do this and he loves that. And I hate that. Right. Like it's not like that doesn't happen. It absolutely happens still. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been two and a half years and I'm sure 10 years from now it will still happen. Um, I think my like overall thing is like, we, we teach people emotions a certain way, right? Like with little kids, like we kind of teach them like, five emotions and they have like colors right like blue is sad and red is angry and we kind of like imply that emotions are like either positive or negative mm-hmm. um and i just like personally and professionally don't believe that uh so jealousy is not inherently negative i think it's you know if you're feeling something that feels like jealousy there's a reason right so for me and my husband and my, my other partner we look at it as like, hey, can I share with you this thing? I'm feeling some kind of way about this. I don't know why, maybe it doesn't matter why, but I'm feeling jealous about X. And for me, that means there's some kind of like need not being met. Like if I'm jealous that you spent time with this person, is that because I'm feeling like we haven't spent as much time together? Is it because I want to do the activity. maybe you went to some brand new restaurant that I really wanted to go to with you. And I'm jealous because I wanted to go there with you the first time. Right. So there's something under usually there, there's always something underneath the jealousy. And so I think I like to think of jealousy less as like this scary red or green, you know, emotional energy that we need to like shove down and mm-hmm. more as like an invitation to think about like, what is going on for you? like What's underneath that? And how can we work on that? Um, so yeah, I don't think, I don't think that people who experience jealousy cannot be non-monogamous. I think you just have to, you know, do some learning and, and emotional development
0: around that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. I love that. So <laughs> what now I know you spoke a little bit briefly about the misconceptions that people have about the non-monogamy community yeah. um so what what are some more miscon- uh, misconceptions yeah. that people have mm-hmm. yeah
1: I think hmm, let's see like what really bugs me um yeah I mean like the sex one right like of course it's kind of self-explanatory everyone just thinks that um I think another um, big one, and probably one that bothers me the most, I mean, I've like grown some pretty thick skin in in doing this, you know, Mm -hmm. but uh, you you have to when you're putting yourself out there on social media. But um, I think one is that people who are in, you know, any kind of, so like I personally um, identify as polyamorous. There are many kinds of non-monogamy, some of which are really more about sex and also that's not a bad thing like if you and your partner want to be swingers and like that's your form of non monogamy and everyone's consenting and happy adults like go for it whatever that's totally fine um so for me being polyamorous um i think one of the big misconceptions is like that my relationship both with my husband and my relationship with my other partner must like they must be inherently less stable or that I must like be afraid of commitment or not want to commit. I think there's this like grander, like conception of like people who practice non-monogamy, whether it's like romantic, additional romantic relationships and polyamory or just open sexual relationships or swingers or, you know, any of these people that, that we're just, we just don't want to commit. Um, and that like, to me, when that, when someone has that misconception and it stops stinging it just is humorous to me because for me personally I am equally committed to two men that I consider my life partners like we talk about the future we talk about kids we talk about a house we all that stuff when we are thinking about like a job change we talk about that um so to me it's just so funny that people are like oh like she can commit and I'm like I'm over here exhausted from committing y'all like (laughs) this is not like that is not what's happening here Um, so yeah it's just it's it's funny and even people who are in other kind of situations that maybe like aren't polyamorous right just because you are partnered with someone and you decide that it's an agreement that you're it's okay to have sex or or intimate experiences or go on dates or whatever outside of your relationship even if it isn't you know, like uh, ends up being like a a termed relationship, Mm -hmm. why does that mean you're not committed to that person? I think in fact, to do it well, it takes a lot of commitment to these people because you have to talk about your feelings literally all of the time. So Mm -hmm. like literally all the time. So, and with more people, right? So Mm -hmm. to me, I just think that that's like a funny and interesting, like, oh, well, you must not must just not want to commit to
0: someone. Okay. Mhm. Uh, now what now for people that don't know the terms, what what is polyamorous? Yeah. So polyamorous um is a form of
1: non monogamy where in um the person or people are open to having more than one um relationship. So whatever that looks like. So for me that is like both a romantic and sexual relationship with other people. Uh that doesn't mean though that like people who are asexual can't be polyamorous. Um so essentially it's like the the freedom and the freedom to do so and the mindset that like me having a close emotional bond with more than one person does not mean that I'm inherently less emotionally bonded to the other people um, and that like love, you know, there's a lot of um, little kitschy cliche kind of thing, like that love is infinite and that we don't have to like, you know, box into just this one person for my whole life to meet all of my needs forever. Um, and that, you know, that there can be other, that that's a very valid form of relationship and there are other equally valid forms of relationships. Um, so yeah, polyamory would be, it's kind of more like the emotional connection. Whereas like, um, some people will use the term like open relationship. Sometimes they use that as like a, an umbrella term, kind of like non-monogamy is an umbrella term. Uh, Mm -hmm. or sometimes they mean that, uh, they are, their relationship is open for them to have, um, you know, friends with benefit situations or whatever with other people, uh, and that could be considered distinct from swinging and that usually swinging is like a couple activity, like something that people typically do together with other mm-hmm. couples. Um, but, you know, everybody makes their own rules. That's kind of the whole point. So, um, you know, there are swingers who like will have separate experiences and then there are some who don't want to do that. Um,
0: yeah. So that's kind of like the big distinction. Okay. All right now in your in your experience what like have the benefits been for you being non-monogamous yeah uh so many
1: um I this is like gonna sound so I don't know what but I personally feel that I am the the happiest, the most secure, the most well-supported, emotionally adjusted form of myself living my life this way. Um, I, you know, and and this is not a dig at myself at all, but I'm a lot. (laughs) I know Mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, and I love those, like they sell t-shirts. I gotta get me one, those t-shirts and stuff that say like, if I'm too much, then go find less. Um, so it's not that i'm like oh my gosh i'm so much for one person it's not that at all i just i know that i'm a complicated person uh and that you know me being non monogamous has allowed me to like explore so many parts of myself that i otherwise wouldn't have in the beginning when we opened up i um i specifically wanted to date women because i had not had that experience and so i i got a lot from that around like my queer identity and like, what does that mean? And, and trying to get rid of all of these, like I'm not queer enough, or I don't look like that. Therefore I don't belong in the LGBTQ community, you know? Um, and so I, a lot there. And then I think beyond that, um, just so much, like it's a pressure cooker for growth. So like my husband and I's relationship, like we both say all the time, like we are happier, stronger, more trusting of each other, um, we, I thought we were very good communicators before, which I think is important for mm-hmm. opening a relationship, but like we have far exceeded that, um, in terms of like communicating, like I said, like it's a literally talking about your feeling all the time. So, you know, we, I think we have a better sense of each other without talking. Like I can tell when he's just feeling some kind of way, um, I'm pretty obvious in that way. I don't think anyone would ever say that you have to guess what Jess is feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, he, he kind of is like that sometimes. So I think, you know, a lot of like growth in my, um, what we call in the community, my nesting relationship. So I live with my husband, not with my other partner at the moment. So a lot of growth in my nesting partnership, um, in terms of, of, understanding each other better and communicating more um and figuring out like what's working for us and what's not. And then I mean just a lot of personal growth, a lot of like coming into my own power and trying to like figure out like, okay, like you're 30, going on 31 now. Like what what do you want out of life? Like what is important to you? Mm-hmm. Um and like what people are you gonna share that with, right? And like I think for me I never really fully understood the concept of like a chosen family um until this like I ha- do have some friends my best friend of 12 years I love her uh and I had always thought of her as my chosen family but beyond that I like couldn't really I don't know I just I felt like I had my family that I was born to and and then I had friends and I had her and I would count her in my family but now it's just, like, this big, like, expansive network of people um, by association that have become like my family. Um, and, you know, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes on in the world. Uh, and I certainly don't think that less love is the answer. So, yeah, you know, um, the more love, the better.
0: Well, I think that's awesome. I mean, you're living the way you want. You're, you guys, you have it sounds like you have clear communication. Everybody knows what everybody wants and doesn't want. And so, I mean, I think that's amazing. I think that's the problem now with the world. Like people are so judgmental. Society says you should do this. You shouldn't do that. And so a lot of times we don't live the way we want because we're worried about being judged. We're worried about what society says we are. And they like to put us in a box. So, I mean, that part, whether people agree with it or not, I mean, at least you're you're living your truth. You're speaking your truth. You're doing what you want to do. And it is your life. So- I think that part is amazing yeah that's amazing uh,
1: thank you it's uh it's hard I mean it's not like um you know I get the judgment um sometimes you know from my own family from certain people um in my family uh just a very like I I I get the I don't get it right like I understand that like it's unconventional Mm -hmm. and those kind of things um but you know there is some level at which uh You know, like you just said, you have to just let, you know, express your concern or your worries or whatever. And then, you know, just let the person live their life. Cause like you said, it's, it's my life. It's our life, right? Not theirs. Um, So, yeah, but I, I mean, I'm also just like, I'm not immune to jealousy. I'm not immune to, you know, feeling hurt and stuff by the judgment. Um, But, you know,
0: I just Mm -hmm. keep, keep going. Trying. Yeah, I'm just like I'm just my mindset is just that of uh, I feel like people should be happy. I feel like people should do yeah. whatever it is that makes them happy. I don't feel like people should be miserable. Why? Why be miserable? Why do something that yeah. you really don't want to do or not mm-hmm. do something that you want to do? Like I don't, I just don't agree with that. That's just how I think. I just think people should yeah. do what they want, you know. And if people don't like it, okay, just yeah. as long ignore as you're not it. Hurting
1: anybody <laughs> or. You know, as long as everyone involved in anything you're doing is a consenting adult and you're not hurting anyone, then, you know, you do you like there are plenty of jobs I wouldn't want. There are plenty of places I wouldn't want to live that, you know, but if that
0: is what makes you happy, go, go for it. I mean, why Mm -hmm. not? Life is too short life is very short i mean i just think people should do what they want to do and if they don't want to do it don't do it and you right. know if you don't like right. it okay look away yeah. or move on and to i say what
1: that I- all the time i people think this is funny when i say this but i tell people like when when people say like you know when when i get sometimes when i get the judgment i say you know like this is not like this is not pokemon like i'm not trying to catch them all i'm not trying to convert you like I'm just telling you that this is how I live my life and this is my truth and this is who I am and you should do what your truth is like please if you are monogamous and you are ecstatic and you don't have any thought otherwise please do that and be happy right like and I and people ask me that too like I was genuinely happy monogamously it wasn't like I wasn't missing something with my husband. Like, and we'll both tell anyone who asks us that there was never a point where it was like, if only my husband, my husband would be perfect. If only this thing that he's missed, it's not like that at all. This is just how my brain works. Um, And I have many friends who are monogamous and married and ecstatic. And then they should do that. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you do you, I won't knock what you're doing and I'll do me. You can just let me do that. Right.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's that's that's just how I see it, you know. But you know how the world is. But whatever. Yeah. You know how people be. Uh, yeah. I know. I understand. <laughs> yes. I had a I had a friend that a really good friend of mine, and I had some other friends. This friend happened to be a part of the queer community, and the other friends were telling me, "Well, why are you why are you friends with him? And he's this, and he's that, and." I don't know. I just was raised in a home where I, we always stand on the side, on the right side. What is the right thing to do? Not necessarily the right thing, as in this person shouldn't be a part of the queer community, but treating, bullying people and treating people wrong and that type of on the right side. Right. Okay. So I I just always and that's how I raise my children. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that that's what that's the community that you want to be a part of. That's something that you want to okay. do. But you don't judge people. You don't bully people. Because that's their life, that's what they choose to do, if that's what they want to do, and then it goes deeper than that. Because some people are just wired a certain way, and they mm-hmm. don't necessarily choose a certain way to be, it's just the way that they are. They that's that's another thing. I, I want to have, I'm actually planning to do an episode about that too, because people like, I, I think when we have a better understanding. I think a lot of people don't understand too. That's a problem. People don't understand things. And so that's why it's important that we also have conversations like this because it's it's so many layers to things, you know. So I think it's important, but I totally agree with you. I just think people should do what they want to do. And and people just gotta mind their damn business. Period. Mm -hmm. Mind your business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The business that pays you. Okay. So exactly (laughs) exactly. Mm Guys. So So, and speaking of that, like how, what what are, so I know we talked about the benefits, um, but what are, if you're comfortable talking about it, what are some challenges that you've been met with and how did you overcome?
1: Yeah. Well, um, so many again, always, Um, (laughs) you know, I, so I will, I'll say um, I am a very anxious person. I have always been a very anxious person and, uh, you know, shout out to all of my therapists. Uh, over the last like 20 years. Um, And, you know, something that happened a lot more in the beginning, it still sometimes happens. um, But something that was really challenging for me is I would like get it. I'm also by virtue of being anxious, I'm also a perfectionist and a people pleaser, which is a really great combo. Mm -hmm. And so I just would get up in my head around like, okay, I have my, these two people and I just like, I just want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to be fulfilled. I want everyone to be getting their needs met. Like that's the whole point of this whole thing. And I would often like get in my head uh, around like, well, like how, how do I do this? That my partner won't get upset. And how do I do this? That my husband won't feel left out. And how do I do that? And just like a lot of like back and forth and anxiety spirals around that. Um. And for a while, I like just kept it in because I, I didn't want to like make my partners worried about it or think they were doing something wrong. And eventually I said something when the both of them were there and they were they like, looked at each other and they're like, okay, so um, put that down. You do not, you are not responsible for our feelings. If we feel some kind of way if we're jealous, if we're upset, if we feel hurt, if we feel left out, whatever, that's our responsibility to tell you that, like, you don't have to like, pretend you can read minds and like, try to sit there and like, forecast everything into the future. Like, we like, we all trust each other here. Like, if something happens, and we feel some kind of way, we're adults, and we need to, you know, we need to communicate that. So I am, you know, very lucky that I have I mean, honestly, not to, uh, knock men because there are some amazing men out there and mm-hmm. these are two of them. Uh, and they are, you know, everybody has their moments, but on the whole, they are amazing at communicating and, and sharing things with me. And also being like, you need to just cut the crap, like stop, that's not your responsibility. Uh, so mm-hmm. definitely that was like a and still is sometimes a hard thing of like, you just get up in your head and we spend so much time in our heads uh, talking to ourselves and we don't speak to ourselves very kindly. And so I, that was like a thing that I would uh, get into a lot, uh, constantly asking my husband, like, are you sure you're okay? Are you sure you're okay? Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure this is fine? I'm not just dragging you into the, you know. Um, And some of the the external like pressures and jealousy can fuel that. Right. Cause of course people might think like, Oh, she's just dragging this guy through it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard, uh, when you get in your head to not to like let those things like converge and then kind of like swirl into this mess. Um, so that's definitely one thing. Um, and, and I think, you know, I talked a little bit about this, but part, part of the challenge, um, of, you know, living, what feels to me like authentically is like deciding like who you're going to let in on this, you know, like, who Mm -hmm. are you going to tell? How much are you going to tell? Are you going to be open on social media? Are you going to be in public? Are you going to invite partners to other things, whether that's like with your friends or to a holiday or whatever? Um, And then, you know, just, trying to be prepared for like what you might get back from Mm -hmm. that. Um, I think that that has been one of the hardest uh, things. And, you know, we, we're mostly out. Uh, There's a few select people in our lives that don't yet know, but they will eventually by kind of default, because I don't think this is going anywhere. So I think they will figure it out. But um, yeah, I think trying to decide that between two people and then more than two people, um, in terms of like everyone's comfortability levels is hard. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, just for some levity, <laughs> another thing that's hard is scheduling. Um, Google shared Google calendar is a non-monogamous person's best friend,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's just a lie. You know, I mean, my, my other partner lives uh, about an hour and 15 minutes away from me. Uh, so we're always like going back and forth and, you know, just, just making sure like everyone's getting what they need. Everyone feels, um, you know, loved and supported. Um, you know, my husband dates a little more casually than I do that just like fits who he is. And, So, you know, then trying to coordinate like, okay, well, when were you going to take so and so out on a date? Okay, well, maybe then I'll do this that night. And, you know, it's just a, if you, I mean, anyone who's ever tried to like schedule a meeting, even between four people in the same workplace knows that like schedules are horrendous. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) that's a hard part um, sometimes, but you know, you just do the best you can.
0: Yeah, definitely. So how, so let's talk about your business. Yeah. Because you help people, you know. In I the, um, do. I forgot about community. that for a second. <laughs> yes, you do. You help people in this community. So, like, what sure. services do you offer? How do you help them navigate? Yeah.
1: So um I am, you know, uh admittedly relatively new to this, but also not new at all because I've been a therapist for a long time and we do a lot of coaching uh in therapy as well, though the two things are very different. Um so I um I have a couple of like different things. So I run a free Facebook group uh, called non-monogamous newbies and it's the same name as my Instagram handle. And this private group on Facebook, um, I go, I do a live training in it every week that like my members vote on. Like, what do you want to talk? I think this week was like um, navigating being a newbie, like some common pitfalls and how not to fall into them um, something around like, um, FOMO, like what to do, what to do when you're like sitting at home and your partner's out with someone. Um, and then, oh, I forget the other one, something about like being clingy or like how to make sure like you get your needs met without feeling too needy kind of thing. So I kind of just throw out like three options and people vote. And then every week on Tuesday, I go live for like half an hour on that. It's all recorded. So people can watch it later. Um, and those are usually a hit people, comment on them and they circle back around. Um, So that's like my kind of my, like, come on in, like be part of an online community where people are trying to figure this out. A lot of the people, not everyone, but a lot of the um, members in my group are fairly new to this, whether it's like literally have not even had the conversation yet or like in the first year. Um, And there are some, you know, some senior veterans in there. Um, so that's like one main way. Like I like people to see, like see me on camera and how I talk and like how I like go about these things, because just like, not every therapist is going to be a fit for you. Not every coach is going to be a fit for you either.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and then that kind of like feeds into my larger. Um, so I have right now I have a, uh, four week program that I do that I coach people through, um, called the conversation compass. And that is like, for people who are like shoot, I might want to do this, but how in the heck am I supposed to talk to this person? Because I'm already in a relationship with, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you're married, engaged, whatever. Um, So that is one um, program. I have the conversation compass. And then uh, my big like signature program um, is just called non Monogamous newbies again. And um, that really goes like through the whole thing. So this is like, a person and or couple that has already decided yes we want to do this but like how in the heck are we supposed to do this um and I take people from like your why like what are you hoping to get out of this what kind of personal fulfillment um types of non-monogamy how to decide setting relationship agreements jealousy conflict resolution um coming out building a community all that kind of stuff um and that's a 12 week so like three month um coaching program and i what i like about the way that i can do this is you know i can reach more people and grow a community and uh a lot of these coaching a lot of the content in the coaching programs is like recorded modules so you can do it like on your own time um but then mm-hmm. i'm there for calls and support and all that so um yeah this is like you know like i said fairly new to me in this like very specific sense um But, you know, I've always felt uh, I wanted to be a teacher until I was like, I think in 11th grade, that was the only thing I ever wanted to be as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I became a social worker and now this. So, you know, it it just generally comes fairly natural to me to like want to help and teach and educate because like you said earlier, um, I really believe that, you know, it's hard to know what you don't know and. If someone just like has a genuine conversation and shows you, you know, I wish I would have had somebody to like kind of take me step by step and be like, okay, whoa, whoa, before we actually like get on a dating app or talk to people, let's talk about relationship agreements first. Let's talk about this first, you know? Um, So that's kind of my like model of trying to like quite literally like hold people's hands and walk through this with them so that they can Mm -hmm. start off on the best foot.
0: And hopefully, be successful. Yes, well, I love that because you know people need places and resources and mm-hmm. tools to be able to talk about these things, to ask questions, even if it's somebody that's just curious and they want yeah. to ask. So, I I do think it's important that you know you create these spaces and and thank you for doing that for people who need you. So that's amazing. Thanks. Yeah, you know,
1: I we try. I think I think that's the most important thing has always been the most important thing to me, like in life in general is like, if you can help someone, especially in this way, where it's like, like, I am my own ideal client, right? Like I've been through this and I'm still going through this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not going to like BS you and say, you know, Oh, it's so easy. Or like, Oh no, like you're totally fine. Like I'm, you know, I try to be real with people and, um, you know, because I want people—if people really genuinely want to explore this and live their life this way—I want them to have the support that they need to try to do that.
0: Definitely, I agree. Definitely. So, when you are not working, what do you enjoy doing for fun? <laughs> oh, i not
1: working,
0: um, no, I uh, let's see what <laughs> do I do. I read a
1: lot. Um, okay. I have started reading a lot more lately. Um. So yeah, I do read a lot. I um, I'm definitely like a a a target window shopper gal. Like just go <laughs> and walk around. It's like makes me happy inside. Um, and I really I love nature. I like wish I got out a little bit more, but I love. There's some and Delaware also is apparently famous, not the infamous for state parks. We have like a billion. Um, so I love just like being in nature um and just like trees especially are my favorite thing um mm-hmm. i named my my therapy private practice after two types of trees so um oh, okay <laughs> i have just always i think also being from the poconos like it's always like felt like home and a happy like calm place to me um so yeah i like to even just like be outside sometimes like in between stuff i'll just like go sit out in the grass and like read my book because it's finally nice outside. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, just like being out, um, and, and that kind of, you know, energy outside and and sunshine is good for you and all of that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely love, I love the woods. That's for sure.
0: Okay. What's your favorite meal? Ooh,
1: my favorite meal. That's a very different question from your favorite food. Um, my favorite food is cheese, um, hands okay. down. Um, my favorite meal,
0: hmm.
1: I love, uh, I have to probably say shrimp tacos. Ooh, There's okay. a couple like really good taco places around me. Uh, and I feel like that's always my go-to when we don't know what to eat. I'm like,
0: let's get tacos. Uh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah. I Mm -hmm. love tacos too. And also I love cheese. Yes. Cheese is so good. It makes everything Mm -hmm. better. It does. 100%. (laughs) Absolutely. It It does. So I know you say you like to read. So what is your favorite book, movie, and or show? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I do love to read.
1: I, um, gosh, there's so many good ones. I really, one that I, that sticks out. I really liked, um, Kristen hannah's the nightingale um mm-hmm. i tend to read a lot of like um world war 2 um like um social unrest holocaust um type of stuff so that's like kind of in that genre it's also i hear a rumor being made into a movie with uh dakota um dakota and al fanning sisters mm-hmm. which is cool okay. um yeah it's my favorite book um, or one of my favorites shows and stuff. Oh man, I I have to say I am a I'm a reality TV, like love reality TV <laughs> junkie, like Love is Blind, um, uh, Married at First Sight, The Ultimatum, okay. all of those shows. Um, and then, you know, from trying to like be a slightly more serious, I really loved The Good Place. Um with uh, what is her name? Oh my gosh, Kristen Bell. Um, that was a good show. It's it's like a good combo of like serious enough, but like funny, um, so that you don't have to like be so absorbed in your thinking
0: nice yeah. okay so my, so my friends keep trying to get me to watch love is blind they're like yeah. it's so good I'm like I I don't know I had to take a break from reality tv I, I know it does get shows. a lot
1: sometimes and then like I feel like they all come out like the new seasons all come out in like spring and summer mm-hmm. and so you're like oh there's so much yeah I um that's like a funny good example of like something I do with my partner and not my husband he is not about it um my mm-hmm. partner and I just sit there and we're like what why would you do that are you stupid so like we think it's hilarious uh yeah it does get a lot sometimes I do really like of all of them I really do like love is blind um mm-hmm. I think it's just like a very interesting thought experiment right like this idea of like can you fall in love with a person's personality without ever seeing or touching them um, yeah it's an interesting yeah,
0: I see so many people talking about it and my friends, they're like, you need to watch this. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I, know, I, I I went bad. on a, a a big long hiatus on reality shows. Cause at one yeah. point I was like watching so many at once. And it was just like mm-hmm. too much. It was just too much. It's
1: a lot. And like <laughs> sometimes the drama. Oh my gosh. Oh, my. And like so as a therapist and a relationship coach, I'm like sitting here watching this and I'm like, oh my lord like why like, what are you doing man um uh, but you know also they totally obviously you know show what they need to show for ratings so I get that
0: too, true but, yeah True. that's true yeah so I, I don't know maybe I'll I'll break down and check it out yeah. check it out check out that's the episode. see if I like it yeah yeah so <laughs> all right so I listen I had so much fun talking to yeah. you I learned so much good I'm glad yes yes you're amazing now before i let you go there's something that i love to do with every guest at the end of every show it is called unpack your box you know obviously you're unpacking the box so we got to get you to unpack mm -hmm. your box so that's just when you get a moment to just release whatever it is that you want you know you can vent you can leave a gem it's whatever say whatever you want oh wow okay um
1: Well, I told you before we started recording that I've had a day. So, you know, I think something that I would say is just, you know, I'm staring at a sign that I have in my office right now and it's like calling to me. So I would just say to like anyone out there listening and to myself, to Jess, cause I don't always heat this, um, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever kind of lifestyle you're leading, you are enough, like enough of all of the things, um, you have enough, you do enough, you're smart enough. You're there. And, you know, we just, there's no time for people who are going to try to like dull your sparkle and take that away from you. Um, so yeah, I just, um, I actually have, um, I am enough tattooed on my forearm, um, with a fern. Cause like I said, the woods, um, so yeah, that's always been, that was my very first tattoo. I was terrified, but you know, I feel like that's such an important, um, message, uh, for me and for everyone, you know, life, uh, gets you down sometimes. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like we've said, you know, you, you can only be you. So you might as well just do it. Um, So yeah.
0: that's Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Well, I want to thank you again so much for taking time out to come talk to me. I really enjoyed this conversation. I really love the work that you're doing. And I just want to also tell the audience that, you know, this uh, This episode is not about persuading you to be in an open relationship. Oh, it wow. is about Jess's story because we all have a story to tell. We all have a purpose, whether we agree or not, we all have mm-hmm. a purpose. And it's about being happy and doing what we love and doing what makes us happy. It's also about being open-minded and not judging mm-hmm. people and letting people just be free to be who they want to be. So I just want to put that out there. And so I, I thank you for being open because I know a lot of times it's not easy to be open and to share you know your truth and so I appreciate you that's brave of you and and you're inspiring and I want you to know that
1: thank you so much I appreciate that it's good to have those reminders uh to like look back on when when the haters come so um you know Listen,
0: you ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. So you popping, Jess. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. So tell the people where they can keep up with you in case they want to reach out to you. Where can they connect? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so
1: definitely social media, non-monogamous newbies on Instagram. It's non-monogamous underscore newbies. Uh and then uh, my website is a baby website, but it will have more things, but you can still look at it in pretty colors and contact me through it. Um so it's the name of my business. So it's um bothandcoaching.com, b-o-t-h a-n-d coaching.com.
0: Okay. And we will, as always, include it in the show notes so that you guys can connect with Jess if you want to, uh, because we want to make sure, you you guys know, I always tell y'all, I would never say y'all wrong. She is amazing and she's doing inspiring work. So if you have questions, make sure you connect so that you can get the information that you need. So thank you again, Jess. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You are so welcome. All right, y'all, we out. Wait. Before you leave, keep up with your girl on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be well.